Hey, what's up, everybody? Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Martinez, right? And you've just joined us on This Is Real. Hey, what's going on, man? I, you know, I'm excited about this show. I got good friends on the podcast. It's always good to have Pastor Todd and yes, Pastor sir. Nesto. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, let's keep Stephanie in prayer. She's at, uh, she's at home. Uh, sick, oh, you know. She's she going through it. She's going through it. <laughs> she got the, you know, everybody been at. I feel like this season right now is that season, right, mm-hmm. where boom, you start seeing them like picked off, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. this person, this yeah. person. And so, um, you know, we want to thank all the real ones for uh, just just being so supportive and tuning in uh, every week. You know, um, I love it. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, thank you for all the letters. Uh, a lot of times we yeah. think it's just like prison, but now nah, this is this show is actually for the incarcerated mind, yeah. right? We we want to set you free. There's a lot of people out here that um, say they're free, but obviously you can see the results of their life. Um, they're not free, or a lot of times person could be free in some areas and not free in others, you know. So um, I wanted to talk. You know, I think last week we talked about uh, you don't have to lie to kick it, you know. That's a, that was our uh, thing, uh, you know, because we used to grow up. We grew up like you don't have to lie to kick it, and so sometimes, even in Christianity, you know, um, it, that happens, right? People uh, put the facade of something that they're not, or they just like you don't really have to lie to kick it. You can just be honest. It kind of yeah. helps even from a pastoral place when you're pastoring somebody. Just be real, yeah. and uh, makes it a lot easier. You know, mm-hmm. I just feel like you know yeah. it, it keeps the blood pressure low. Yeah. And so this week, you know, we're about to enter into a new year. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have heard me use this statement, and the statement um, is, you know, we say like everybody at five, four, three, two, one. What does everybody say? Happy, Happy new, new Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> and that is proposing a thought. We do New Year's resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. Some people I know that have been the same New Year's resolution. <laughs> you know, that, I, I was like that in the world. Yeah. Like in the world, mm-hmm. you say you say it because you you want to do it. But to prove that you can't do something in your own strength mm-hmm. um, is that you, you just wind up in the same New Year's resolution for five years. Or you mm-hmm. start it from, you know, January, about February, you start. It's gone. It, it's gone. <laughs> about spring break, you're done. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're back mm-hmm. to your old self. And that is repeated. And I, uh, one year I was thinking about that and I was like, man, you know, why is everybody yelling Happy New Year? And then they don't have a new year. Mm-hmm. So I started telling folks, you know, just to make it easier on me, like if we friends and yeah. you don't plan on changing anything, mm-hmm. just yell out. Happy same. Happy same <laughs> year. Because, yeah. well, at least I know where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not judging you. <laughs> yeah, but at yeah. least I'm like, yo, just, I mean, just cool. Like, I know yeah. you ain't you ain't trying to do nothing this year, but have the same life. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that when you say that, they'd be like, no, nah, this year I'm going to. So then it goes back to, okay, so you want a new you. Mm-hmm. You want a new you. So uh, f- before we jump into, you know, text or anything biblically, um, did you do that before? Did you have a time yeah. where in your life where you just, you know, Happy New Year, but you, I- I- even as a believer, right? Like, yeah. did, did you yell Happy New Year and then, like, have the same year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't have a, yeah. we didn't have a mindset to, to change it, right? We yeah. Just, we just, it was like it was just a do. saying. It was just a saying. It wasn't really here where we wanted. We had a motivation, internal motivation, to change anything. And yeah. So it becomes just words, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, did you have a list? Like, you know, I had like, oh, this year mm-hmm. I'm gonna Don't work, work out. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna lose twenty five pounds. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Money gonna be right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You start writing all this stuff, and 
And uh, most of the time, I feel like even when we come into, boom, all of a sudden you get saved, you're at church, right? This mm -hmm. doesn't just mean that instantly, you know, because mm -hmm. we would love for the fairy dust mm -hmm. to hit in the living room mm -hmm. and then boom, we just, you know, start yeah. change. Yeah. Our lists still come from a like selfish place a lot of times, I think, you know, I think of like, you start writing your list and it's like, God, I need you to hit me with all, you know. Externally. Yeah. All the external things. So, so when I started thinking about that, you know, everything, we start writing all the external things, more than likely that's the problem why people aren't changing mm -hmm. because they have all the external, like, you know, I'm going to look good. You know, you say all these things. So I think this past week, and we'll tap on that here in a minute, I'm going to read you something that I read this morning, and then I'm going to let y'all just go off on it, mm -hmm. okay? So I was thinking, like, because, you know, even, like, robbing banks and all that, it's, that's an inside job. Like, you just don't go, you know, with the outside thought of, I'm gonna rob a bank. You're like, you, you gotta plan that out. You gotta have a strategic plan. It's an inside job, right? You got the dude on the inside that's gonna let you in. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, with God, I feel like it's the same thing. Jesus is, is that dude. Mm -hmm. Jesus is that dude. He's, he's the dude that's gonna let you in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, look, you see me, you see the Father. I got you, let me open mm -hmm. this thing. So I, there's a problem because if you stay the same and you don't change, when the Bible says you're born again, it uses words like transformation, it uses all that stuff. So then there's an issue, mm -hmm. right? So I, I, I wanna propose this thought. It comes out of, you know, it, it, I, Tony Evans. This is a Tony Evans devotional. I, I, I love me some Tony Evans, yeah. you know. Oh, big really. shout out to Big T, you know, he just got married, <laughs> you know. But okay, James 3, it says, it lays a fundamental truth about God's wisdom. You cannot mix human wisdom and divine wisdom. God's wisdom is different from the wisdom of the world. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. It says it has to be visibly different. To be wise biblically doesn't necessarily mean to be educated and to be able to crank out a lot of knowledge. That's why if you need advice, this is what he said, check it out. He said you shouldn't necessarily go to the most educated person you know. You may only uh, get sophisticated sounding ignorance. Mm. God's wisdom is walk, not talk. Here's how James distinguishes between God's wisdom and the world's wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which come, uh, this wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, and demonic. Mm. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. That's James <coughs> 3, 14 and 16. We're gonna put a bow on it here. Just as there is heavenly wisdom, there is hellish wisdom. James says, it's the way everyone thinks, but it's straight out of hell, right? Like, so everybody else mm -hmm. thinks this way. It's a worldly thing. Uh, notice a couple words, natural and demonic. So if the normal, so if it's normal way unsafe people think, then it's born in hell. And then he throws this in, which I thought was kind of funny. You'd expect a child of the devil to think like his daddy, which is wow. This wisdom has visible results, right? Here we go again. Are you ready to take your relationships to new heights? We'd like to invite you to the most anticipated event of the year, the Love Wins Conference. Join us February 9th and 10th for an unforgettable weekend filled with love, laughter, and growth. Whether you're newlyweds, celebrating years of bliss, or going through rough patches, this conference is designed to reignite the flame and strengthen the foundation of your relationship. 
We've put together a team of relationship experts who will share their wisdom and strategies for navigating the twists and turns of your marriage. From communication to intimacy, conflict resolution to emotional connection, our speakers will empower you with the tools you'll need for a lifelong fulfilling partnership. Get ready to roll up your sleeves and participate in interactive workshops where you'll dive deep into your relationship, uncover hidden truths, and explore new ways of building trust and intimacy. You'll learn practical techniques that will help transform your relationship for the better. And it's not just about learning, but also about creating memories together. Join us for our loved ones prom night. It's designed to strengthen your connection and reignite the spark. This is a chance to break away from the daily grind and rediscover the joy of being in each other's arms. So mark your calendars and join us for a transformative weekend at the Love Wins Conference. Ignite the passion, deepen the connection, and build a love that will stand the test of time. Reserve your spot today and invest in your marriage so you too can say, Love, love wins. wins. You know, because I think you and I have a lot of conversations on this. Here we go again to, hey, I hear what you're saying, but your visible results are this. So there's a disconnect. It might the piece of, the person might not even be evil, mm -hmm. but God cons, God is teaching us here that it is, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Like yo, like you saying this stuff, but not having the results that gives me glory. Um, there's a problem. Your thought pattern. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Because he's he's saying this to believers, right? And then he says uh, it's prideful and deceitful. It produces divisiveness instead of unity, right? Which I think when we talked to him, we said, hey, the we did the example, I think, last Easter where people came together. Mm -hmm. and we, and they all came together and said, reconciliation. If Jesus is in the center of something, you'll always come back together. Mm -hmm. If he's not, then you won't because he's the only thing that does that. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's saying here. And then he said, the result of worldly wisdom is disorder, of, uh, disorder in every evil thing. And then it talks about having homes that are disordered and all this stuff. And, you know, before we jump into this, I want to thank our sponsor, ISI. You know, I like to, got in an accident, you know, uh, Make sure you reach out to ISI. They're in Houston. They partner with us to help us uh, get in prisons. And mm -hmm. so uh, we're really excited about that and their partnership. Thank you know, you. We're, we're looking for a 15-year, 20-year, 30-year partnership. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're watching now, no. But <laughs> look, uh, on the cool, uh, if it wasn't for partners, I know a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, people asking for money. But, I mean, I think we've climbed. Here, let me read it to you real quick and then uh, jump with your thought. But. We've climbed uh, over a million. We're like at a million something, I think in like six, seven months. So we're not really even a year. And we have over a uh, million subscribers and uh, all kinds of great stuff. So, right oh yeah. Oh yeah. Total views. Yep. Oh yeah. That's recent, I think. 1,331,030,000 uh, wow. subscribers. Uh, my struggle with addiction so we're gonna need to do another addiction one has 85,000 views and there's almost 900 salvations in less than a year yeah. and it's because ISI has partnered with us so you <laughs> partner with us too man and help us out uh, you know I would love uh -huh. to see land with like apartment complexes and all kinds of stuff yeah. for people to get out because I know how hard it is to even move yeah, into man. those so that's like my next effort I don't know how we're gonna make it but we're gonna get there we're gonna get there yeah so okay we're talking about um, why do people stay the same and so I'm just gonna throw out there, are we mixing natural wisdom? Because here we're seeing like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. it, he, his wisdom is always like an opposite thought mm -hmm. to whatever you think, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, man, and that's where we go. And if it's an inside job and people ain't changing and they keep having the same year, then are we mixing what we learned in the world 
and attributing putting Jesus behind it and then expecting Jesus because Jesus business plan could be a totally different thing I'm not saying that there's not some things that can transfer over that are healthy but sometimes Jesus has some wild stuff like he'll make you give up your finances True. for this to do that you know in a weird or have you just take a job or whatever it is that you're like why are you doing this and it's so far-fetched for us because mm -hmm. we go straight back to thinking how we think mm -hmm. because we're human mm -hmm. I think sometimes we, we think that the, the fruit of our the fruit of our relationship with God is these external things that I'm gonna have more money I'm gonna have more stuff mm. I'm gonna have all this type of stuff and, and we really don't know what relationship with God is mm -hmm. because relationship with God requires you in the moment in the moment that you lay your will on you let your will on the altar and say not my will but thy will be done and we, what we do is we, we enter into this new year with this whole list of everything we want to do, and we haven't submitted that list to God. And then even when he steps in and says to us, okay, no, that ain't the list I have for you, scratch that. We say, but God, but God, but God, I, I want this and I want that. And I think when we get into relationship with, with God, it will cause us to submit every, not just, not just our list, but every moment, every second. Yeah. to him and say God whatever you want you know I'm willing to do it yeah that's good stuff what do you think man I think it's um, I think we can't help it we can't help but to live externally you know we can't help but to judge externally I think uh, it's in Samuel um, where um, God tells Samuel when he's picking you know he's the next king and he tells him man looks at the outer appearance but I look at the heart and for me what's like um I guess mind-boggling or powerful about that 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 particular verse of scripture is that he's telling Samuel as Samuel is doing something for the Lord. It's not like Samuel is coming with the wicked motive or 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 he's doing something that's that's not productive for God. He's doing something that he feels called to do, and in the midst of him doing something, he's still living externally. So I feel like we we can't help but to do that. So because we're so externally driven, our lists are always external. Even if it's like I need to get a better, it's never something that is changing something within, right? And God is always trying to change you within because when you change within, your external just happens. It flows out. Whenever you change your character, your priorities, like the way you think, the way you see, your external will change. But we're so externally driven, even with people we follow. We, people, we follow people with because they have big followings or that they look like they can do this or pray or whatever, speak in tongues. We're so driven that way that we can't help but even uh, set goals in that fashion. And it might not be even like, I wanna be, a, I wanna work out. It might be like, I need to change this. We're doing the external things as opposed to like, why do I do this? What inside of me needs to be sanctified or purified or, or has to die that's gonna change the way I live externally? So I feel like we can't help it. You know? And that's, yeah. why, that's why I said you have, to, you have to submit every moment though, yeah, right? Yeah, in fact, yeah. Because even in, even in using the passage that you use in, in, in Samuel, when, when God said, you know, hold on. You you you're looking at the external. I need you. To, I need you to shift your mindset because I don't. I don't look at the outside. Mm -hmm. I look at the inside. Even when he tried to pour the oil on all the brothers, the oil didn't pour, and he didn't stop and say mm -hmm. no. He didn't say he didn't say no. But I want this one. This is the one. <laughs> yeah. He he said okay. Well, do you have another? So yeah, he man. kept he kept searching, and I think he did something in that moment that we don't do. What's that? He 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 kept searching for God's heart. Mm. He said, "Okay, God, if you don't want this one, 
dumb. I'm not going to. I'm Do not going to. Because he could have went out and tried to get something and break the thing and make the oil come out on him. No, he didn't make that happen. He went out and said, okay, this ain't the one. Because yeah. God is telling me right now, this ain't the one. Do you have another son? And then all of a sudden, he said, you know, I got David. He's out there in the field. And so we, what we don't do is at the moments when we are trying to go in a fleshly manner and God stops us or gives us that moment of rebuke or that moment of change, you know, he says with every temptation, he gives us a way of escape. So he gave him that moment of escape. Now, don't pour that oil on him. Yeah. He looked for, okay, what is God's will in this, per- in this moment? Yeah. And we don't often do that. We just, we just keep trying to, trying to make what we want to happen happen. And I think that's when we get in, into it. It was okay state. with God's yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's the beauty <laughs> of having a personal relationship, yeah. right? Because we could get, we, we've probably all done this, and mm-hmm. if you haven't, you, you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you look out there and you go, ooh, I want that. Mm-hmm. But that's what God's plan for that individual. Mm-hmm. And so we sometimes confuse, you know, our plan with that plan, and we get upset. And I think, like, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And sometimes it's coming under. That takes you to the next place, not being this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, God's way of doing things to get us to mature mm-hmm. is, like, almost like, right? Because yeah. where we think, well, I'm good. It's like your kids. Mm-hmm. Your kids are always trying to show you how mature they are. Think about it. Like, they're ready for this. And you're like, you ain't ready for that. You can't even throw out the trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they want cars. They're mm-hmm. like 15, right? Just because they see the cars and all that. It's and like, just because somebody else got it. Yeah. And then you yeah, see yeah. them uh, literally get behind the wheel, mm-hmm. right? They were talking. Then all of a sudden, they're about to get their license. Next thing you know, they're parking like this. They mm-hmm. barely get drive. Mm-hmm. They nervous. It's mm-hmm. like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. you were like, yeah. ooh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so I think a lot of times we, we, we want things that we think we're ready for, and God's like, nah. And I, I, I think y'all both said something in the same sentence. You said die, you said crucify the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of, like we, we're to identify with that, right? That's, that's how we live daily. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, I'm going to jump a little bit into the whole Matthew 6 because I want to hear mm-hmm. kind of what some of the stuff you got, you know. And so we were talking about this year, um, because I'm, I want to give him an answer too, right? We've been talking about this problem, and I feel like the problem lies in just the basic fundamentals of Christianity, mm-hmm. right? Just basic fundamentals. And throughout, you know, we're starting this new sermon series. We'll probably talk about it on the show too, but um, on just like basically the process of what that even looks like. Because we think, boom, we get saved, you know, everybody's on fire. Think about it. That's what everybody thinks. It'd be like, introducing someone for the first time mm-hmm. right for the first time let's say you ain't never you ain't married right now mm-hmm. and i introduce you now i know if y'all still worldly y'all gonna be like well yeah you know but this is wrong so i introduce you to tanya the first day and i go bro go ahead get married you know yeah. do your thing and you're yeah, like damn sense, I, yeah. nah like i I mean, yo, hi, my name is Todd. You know, I know in the world you think that's a lick. You know, you know, this is awesome. But the reality is there's a process to engage, right? For, you know, you're meeting the person, then you're getting, getting to know the person. Then, you know, you might become friends somewhat before you even really engage in some depth. And even after you get married, I didn't really, like, I understood love, mm-hmm. like, in marriage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even though we're like, I love you. Mm-hmm. You ain't really, like, had to feel it. 
the love, like, you know, you had to give your last piece of chicken or maybe mm -hmm. it was the last $300 yeah. and she yeah. needed a car repair and you needed one too, yeah. but you were like here yeah. and then you yeah. stay with no AC. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's when you feel love, Man. right? Yeah. You really want to go out with your friends. She's like, stay with me, I feel sick. You know, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and so the same thing I feel in Christianity. I feel like there's a lot of people that have, you know, we say this a lot, churchianity, but I want to read Matthew 6, and I just want to break this down with y'all, all right? Let's do it. Because I think it's really important. We're going into a new year. Um, I've been telling people, look, I don't want to just make your next 2024 awesome. I want you to understand these principles so that 24 and beyond is awesome. Because mm -hmm. I, think, I think there's a key component to praying and fasting, very key component to praying and fasting, to actually that handles a lot of the instead of you going outside going inside because we have fleshly impulses right whether it, it could be even in ministry you running around in ministry you're doing all the stuff you're doing all the stuff it's, those are fleshly impulses they're mm -hmm. they're not because that's not his his yoke is light and i think sometimes we we don't take scriptures for what it is you know we've heard somebody say it so we just repeat it but we ain't actually living it out mm -hmm. and i was thinking about how we've made fasting this thing of like, well, I left Facebook or I left Instagram. Mm -hmm. And we consider that fasting. And biblically, there's only food fasting and sex fasting. They're, all that other stuff are distractions, mm -hmm. you know, Facebook, all that. So there are distractions that you probably want to give up while you're fasting so you could actually pay attention and be focused. But that's not a fact. That's not an urge that comes out of your body, even though you think, you know, you could get addicted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, Go ahead and not be on Facebook for seven days. You're going to be fine. Go ahead and not eat about day three. You're probably headache, angry, mm -hmm. breath kicking, all kinds of stuff. It does stuff to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when you're, I believe, and we'll see in Scripture where you're actually developing, you know, spiritual a muscle. spiritual muscle. Mm -hmm. You're abstaining from food. You're getting weak in the flesh, and you're strengthening your spirit, man. That's an inside job. And in this text, we're just going to start it. It says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. So whenever you give, so key word, whenever. I, I think it's so interesting that he says whenever in all of them, right? Because if yeah, you. That's something you should be doing. That's it. Yeah. When yeah. you're doing it, but do it right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that are doing it. Mm -hmm. But he's like, if you're doing it, doing it right. And he goes into, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. And so he's in a nutshell, give, be seen giving, but don't give to be seen, right? Like, let it be from an inside place of your relationship with me, not doing external things as a religious activity. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that he puts the giving thing. I'm going to jump right down to the praying thing, and then we'll keep going, right? Mm -hmm. And then it says, whenever you pray. What's that saying, Pastor Todd? Whenever you pray. You should be praying all the time. You should be praying all the time. Yeah. You must not be like the hypocrites because they pray standing in the synagogues and the street corners. Truly, I tell you, they'll have the reward. But when you pray, again, everything is about intimacy with God. Everything is about, you know, because sometimes we, we take these things, these metaphors and these mm -hmm. hyperboles and likes and all that, and we take them and we go, oh, you know, I got to build, I got to go in the cave. Basically, I, I totally believe that he, these are people 
who everything that they're doing, they're doing it with the with the outside perspective. Everything's on the outside. There's nothing genuine on mm -hmm. the inside. I'm just going through the motions. To of check my off a list. Yeah, my religiosity, right? They these people ain't really. So he's like, whenever you pray, everybody's doing. Don't be like the hypocrites, right? They pray, and then he says, when you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles. They imagine uh, they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them. And look at this is cool. Because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Mm -hmm. Which I, 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 that sentence right there is trippy, right? Because mm -hmm. he's like, yo, you, you're doing all these external things and you're thinking about all these external things. And I feel like Jesus is saying, look, work, work from the inside and I got you on the stuff. Like, stop tripping out and flipping. Because these people probably started that way, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, right? Yeah. And then they, or some of them maybe weren't. Right, because I feel like all different types of maturity levels. And so God knows, and then he goes, don't do these things, and then this is how you pray. All right, so before we jump into this, how you pray, what do you think about uh, all the three verses there? When you think about uh, him saying whenever you pray and whenever you give, and what about you? Come experience the love that will change your life every Sunday at Get Rap Church. Visit us at 23221 Alden Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373 for three services at 9 a.m., 1015 a.m., and 12 p.m. Not in Houston, not a problem. Join us for our online service from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rap TV app or by visiting Get Rap Church's YouTube channel. Also, be sure to check us out at Get Rap People on all social media platforms to stay up to date on everything happening at Get Rap Church. Well, well I guess there's, there's always some, um, though we're not doing stuff just to check off a list, there are some principles and some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just some simple life habits that a Christian should have. Yeah. And, and that's one giving, praying, reading your Bible, you know, uh, forgetting not the assembly of the saints together, mm. community, all these different things. Uh, we, we've gotten into this, this culture that says, I don't, I don't need to do these things, but Jesus said, I went to the, t he went to the temple daily. Um, there's, there's some, good. there's some areas of just, um, just spiritual stewardship, if you will, mm. that are important to our lives. And, and if you, you, if you neglect it, then don't don't trip when your life is not not working the way it's supposed to. It doesn't come to the place where you're doing it just to be seen, but it does come because there's a habit that you need to develop of going to the throne. There's a habit that you need to, to develop of praying and studying and knowing God, you know, and it's because you love him, right? Yeah. It's not because you're doing it out of duty, but yeah. it's because you want to get to know him. When I was dating, when I was dating Tanya, I would spend all night you know, on the phone, Hold trying up. to figure hey. out figure out stuff about her. I want to know what your likes and your dislikes are. And the same way is we don't do it out of obligation to God. We do it because we want to. We yeah. study because we want to. We pray because we want to have conversation with him. And so I think that that's the first thing that just kind of stands out to me is that, that I'm not doing this um, because I have to. I, I'm doing I it because I get to. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything to add on that? Yeah, I think kind of just to jump on what uh, Pastor Todd was saying, uh, it's like he says in both, like right when you, it says when you give, it says gifts, um, but when you demonstrate generosity, do it with a pure motive. And then when he says when you pray, be sincere, be pure. And uh, I think understanding that pure means to do it from identity. You know, yeah. It doesn't mean like the same thing, whatever, uh, just to 
emphasize on what Pastor Todd was saying, like, he's not saying to do it because it's a list of things for you to do. He's not saying to do it because you're expecting something in return or something to happen. He's not saying doing it to prove that you are these things. He's saying that you do it from a pure place because that's who you are. Yeah. Like, as Christians, you pray. Yeah. As as Christians, you give. Like these are characteristics of your identity in Christ. You're not doing it to prove to somebody that you are, or because something's gonna happen in your life. Mm-hmm. And and you begin to see that when 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 things don't go your way, when you give and you you're not blessed. Yeah. When you're when you're reading, nothing happens. You don't you, you begin to see the true motive of your heart when that happens, and nothing happens for you in return. The the key is to get to a place to where you're doing these things because you love God. And because you are, and that's that's a big big misconception. Because the chapter before that is the uh, the definition of what being blessed is. Yes, mm. we, we, we yeah. the beatitudes because we think that somehow because we don't see a whole bunch of money coming in, we're we're not blessed all day long, or or any of that. But the reality is, it was talking about you know blessed are the pure in heart, uh, chapter five. I think it is verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So my heart, if my heart is pure before God, I'm blessed, not because I have money, but I'm going to see him, I'm going to see him in my life. I'm going to see him uh, eternally. I'm going to see him in, you know, show up in my health. I'm going to see him show up in my relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so so we got to get out of this thing where we think that that seeing God or, or experiencing his blessing is that this this natural these natural things that happen that we're gonna have more money or we're gonna our our um, I'm gonna tell you something I, I struggle with because I've I've been asking you know I asked God for a long time about okay God if if you if you wanted to build your kingdom why didn't you build it through me and it became all about me and my platform and all this type of stuff and and God says are you, are you trying to build my kingdom or are you trying to build your own <laughs> oh no yeah that's you real know, right, there. right so so you had to get to the place where you see the blessing of just walking in relationship with God rather than having some external thing come uh for you to feel like you're blessed well i, I like, mean go ahead go ahead i like what the the amplified version uh, refers to as blessed. Go ahead and amplify that thing. Go ahead and amplify. Happy, comma, to be envied, comma, and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of the outward conditions. Mm. Yeah, that's good mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. You that's know. nothing materialistically or anything external. It was all and that doesn't mean that he won't bring you, you material facts. wealth. Yeah. yeah. But that's not that's not that's the not goal, why. right? Yeah. yeah, but like like let's I mean, let's 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 be real. Let's let's give it one hundred and twenty. Like mm-hmm. I felt like what you just said was real, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel like these scriptures are there mm-hmm. for us. Like they're not there, like because I know sometimes we read and you you start thinking, right? Like we always say, like, oh, I wish Billy mm-hmm. was here at church mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. You know, this message was for him. It's yeah. like, no fool, it's, it's for, for you. you. Yeah, it's yeah, it's for you. So when I read this, I like to filter my heart, and I think a lot of times Jesus is showing us our results. Like there was this season. Okay, uh, you, you'll know this season too because I knew a lot of people that were struggling in their marriage. Okay, lots. But there, you know, people were out there doing the stuff. You know, doing the stuff. I know some that struggling and sat, and I know some that struggling and never even. I'm not gonna, you know, we even know of big people that you know mm-hmm. that we've talked that literally um, didn't sit, even though you know, just to spend time. Not as a punishment, but like, like, yo, spend time mm-hmm. like with God, right? Figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They say no. So it's like we say, well, 
marriage is my, my wife's my first ministry, my home's my first ministry. When you say that, but you actually aren't at home spending the time, it's kind of like what I said when we say, oh, we're going to pray for health, but you ain't going to go to the gym. You're going to say Christian things. Mm -hmm. You fit this scripture. Mm -hmm. You fit it you, all day long. Like you, you just got to be open and honest to be like, yo, I'm saying a lot of these things. And because what happens is that you see disorder and disunity, right? Mm -hmm. And then people are like, yo, what? You're going through all that stuff? And it's like, yeah, but you know, God will get me through. And it's like, no, like he already did everything. All you actually have to do is appropriate is, his word. Please, please uh, break that down for people that yeah, don't know appropriate yeah, his word. Yeah. To live it out, right? To live it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, a lot of times we read this and we're like, nah, like, nah, there's a lot of people that fit this. Because if, you, you know, you pray for health, that means you're going walking. You pray for family, well, how do you achieve that? You actually put your submit under the word, which has authority over you, right? The other, mm -hmm. when you were oppressed, the devil had authority over you. Mm -hmm. And you listened to the lion, so you were oppressed and down. That's where all this poverty, like a lot of the stuff happens from that. And we like, well, what's going on? You, you don't want to live it out. Like you have a couple and you go, this is what the word says. And they're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, then, okay, fine. But you're not going to have what you're reading. Like, yeah. <laughs> you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we, we don't live, when you talk about living it out, I, I, had, I had a situation that happened the other day or a couple mm. of weeks ago that, that I realized that, that I needed to get better at living out something. I, my... My son, I, I went to go preach. I was preaching when I was preaching in North Carolina a couple of weeks ago, and um, and so I went to go preach, and um, I wasn't going to get back until Monday night. Yeah. And so I asked, I I called Christian. And I said he asked me when you when you getting back. You know, I got a game Monday, mm -hmm. and I said I won't get there until till Monday night, so I'm gonna miss it. I said, but uh, last time I wasn't there, you you had a real good game, so. It's gonna be your best game ever, ever. And you know what he said to me? Mm. He said, "He said I'd rather have mm. a real bad game mm. and you be there than to have a good game and you not be there." <laughs> and I was like, and it, and I mean, I I was in North Carolina just crying. I was in, I was crying in my room because because I what I realized is I had filled my schedule. Mm, I had filled my schedule with with you know, religious stuff and with stuff that I'm sure I was a blessing where I went. Sure. But my own house was missing me. And we get so busy doing all the religious stuff and all of the stuff that seems like it builds the kingdom. And we say that our first ministry is at home, but yeah, because, is that our first ministry really? Oh, totally. Because even on that note, okay, because I've, I've experienced, you know, you, you experience yeah. a little bit of everything. But, like, you know, on that note, because sometimes we, we attribute trusting God, like giving, serving, right, taking a Sabbath, all of that is trusting God. When you feel, let's say, like, mm -hmm. you spend some time with the Lord, and it was some good quality time, and, like, you and I were studious, you know, yourself, you you know, you know we, we feel like we have to study, you know, a whole lot more, right? That's not even good, and let me tell you why. Because... At some point, you're making it that if you get really good at it, right? So I, I had to change my mind from I'm preparing for a sermon to preparing me. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I'm preparing me, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm spending time with the Lord so I can grow. Then I can tell people about it, which is totally different. And when we're grinding and we can't be home and we're going, 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 you're basically, and you're saying, Jesus, 
you ain't really living it out for Jesus. You're thinking that in your own strength, you could hustle and grind the way you did on the block and actually get Jesus' results. That's not how that works. Mm -hmm. He's more like, yo, get, give me one day out of the six, and I'll show you what I could do. We're like, I can't do that. Because what you're honestly saying in your results is, I need to do this. That's what you're saying without saying it. That's mm -hmm. what you're communicating. Mm -hmm. When you don't trust them with the 90, right? When, you, when you're like, nah, you know, you're basically saying, I need the whole thing to do this. It's, it's so, it, the, the kingdom is like so backward that he's like, no, rest. I got you. And you're like, you, and then we do the opposite. And so I think this fits to everything that is externally. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that even in the, like, like I guess going deeper into, like, why do you feel like you, you, you got it? You know what I mean? Oh, like, no, no. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Because the scripture says it all. Yeah. So it says all that. But then he says this. Therefore, you should pray like this. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you should pray like this. Now, watch. This is, this is. Because I've been on both sides of the pendulum. You've heard me say a lot, like, oh, I never really looked for this stuff. Then I fall into the side where I start looking for the stuff. Mm -hmm. Then, I, you know, I, I got to remind myself that that's, how not, that's not how you got here. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't, don't switch it. But then it becomes harder, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you're on that ground. You're like, oh, what? Look what happened. But you, you forget. I think I always tell people, like, the best times were the first couple years. Yep. Right? Because the first couple years, I didn't know how to do it. And I know this is going to sound crazy but you know you start going everywhere and they start hearing stuff start hearing stuff over here i just depended on the holy spirit and what he was telling me to do and by faith geronimo that's why it says you jump to your first love <laughs> yeah because your first love at first was just him yeah but i'm saying even like building a church yeah but like, that yeah. becomes also something you love oh yeah totally totally <laughs> yeah 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 and you start so look at what he says he says pray like this so now he just told you whenever you give don't do it like this whenever you pray uh, don't do it like this, right? And then he says, do it like this. And he starts off with our Father in heaven. Come. Your name be honored as holy. Let's stop there because there's a period, mm -hmm. right? So n I, what I'm gathering from this is you don't like your kids to talk to you anyway and just come at you however. Just imagine if every time they talk to you, they were like, Dad, you know what I want? I want a PlayStation. I want... <laughs> That's I at some point, but at some there point, reverence. there has to be some, some, some reverence, respect, yeah, some yeah. respect, the beginning of wisdom, right? Like our father, not just my father, your father too. Mm -hmm. So it's a good reminder of like, I, I know I always want my kids to get along. I hate it when like, oh, well, I ain't talking. I ain't going to call them like, nah, y'all need to, yeah, you know, because as a father, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yo, nah, we're a unit. Yeah. You know, even as the church, you want a unit, right? I'm like, nah, you can't be, like, mm -hmm. y'all need to go talk that out. And uh, I think we come at the father like he's just, you know, because you see it even in parenting. Oh, he's like my really best friend. And mm -hmm. it's like, I get what you're saying. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know what I, what I realize is, and as fathers, we sometimes, we, we placate to that, that, that narrative. Yeah. Because my dad, my dad is, he's, he, he's struggled in life with relationships yeah. because he grew up in that, that situation. And so he begins to change. He began to change to where he responded to now the way he shows his love is through giving money. money right. And, and what this is saying is we get, we get into that trap that we, we think that the father is just someone that gives, gives, gives stuff to us, gives stuff. And we never come. We don't want to sit with him. We don't want to talk with him. We just only come to him when we, we need something. Yeah. 
And because our own parents do that, they, yeah. they start trying to, okay, here you go, baby. Here you go, baby. We think that God is like that, and then we wonder why our relationship is jacked up. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. So God wants us, he wants, he wants more than just to be our sugar daddy or our, <laughs> our you know, just give us a Santa Claus, yeah. give us something that we want when we want it. No, yeah, the story of you of what yeah. a father is. No, he wants intimacy. He wants yeah. you to just come. Relationship. You know, it's one of the greatest moments, uh, that some of the greatest times is when, when Christian and my, my girls come and just sit, sit in my arm and hey. Yeah. Just kick it. Just kick it with me, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I like that too. I like that too. And I, I think sometimes people have a twisted view of a father, depending if they had a father there or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, that does a lot to a person. And all of a sudden we come to Jesus and it's like, boom, I understand the father. No, you probably treat that father exactly how you treat the other father. You just think you don't until you realize who he is. And he, our father in heaven is not the regular, he's not a man. He's not, you know, he is God, the father. He's perfect. Mm. He's perfect. I think, man, like, and this is just my, my opinion. Uh, we want to thank all of our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach from Houston to Galveston and up to the Austin area. This show reaches over 100 prisons nationwide with over 500,000 inmates tuning in weekly to hear the good news through our radio show and the Pando app. To partner with us, visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free Get Rap TV app. I think in every relationship, we have a distorted view of what the actual definition of it is until we come to Christ. Oh, no, totally. Yeah, like we have a, we've been fed this this secular perspective of what a father is, of what a marriage is, of what a mother is, of what a man is, of what a, everything is. And it's not until you come to Christ that you see like kingdom principles, kingdom characteristics, kingdom living that shows you, nah, this is what a father is. You know? All day long. This is what a husband is. This is what a man is. And it just takes the renewing of our mind continually to be like, oh. Yes, <laughs> that's why a father is so important you. though, yeah. right? That's why fathers are so important. Because because until you get an understanding of who your father is, then we won't be the example of the, because we're the lens through which people are going to see, yeah. see the father. Amen. All day long. Yeah. All day long. And so I love the, the next, so, we, we have an understanding, right? You just don't come to the Father and demand stuff. Yeah. Now, it's quite interesting. He's teaching us how to pray. And the first thing he wants to teach us is, you know, he's a Father. So understanding the Father, learning his attributes, learning all that is probably really important, mm -hmm. so right? Says, May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. <laughs> yeah. So holy, separate, uh, unique, one of a kind. There's nothing else like it. Right, we are one of a kind and holy because he is holy, not because we are, because he is and we're in him, right? And that's a wrap. Thank you, this is Real Family, for joining us. You can be a part of the crew by following us on social media or writing us at P.O. Box 671 626, Houston, Texas 77267. And don't forget, stay real. <laughs>